You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. Lou Vincent is free to be part of cricket circles once again. The former Black Cavs batter has had his life ban for breaching anti-corruption rules lifted by the England and Wales Cricket Board. The board's cricket discipline committees say they took particular note of Lou Vincent's full admissions and disclosures, total cooperation with authorities and participation in anti-corruption education programs. Now, we contacted Lou Vincent to see if he'd like to join us. He sent back this message. Hi, Jason. He said, thanks for getting in touch. I've released a statement, and I won't be saying any more at this time. I am looking forward to enjoying some time over the summer with my family and friends, and I hope you're able to understand and respect this, which, of course, we are. Let's bring in, though, New Zealand Cricket Players Association Chief Executive Heath Mills. Uh, Heath, thanks for joining us. What was your reaction to this news? Good afternoon, Jason. Um yeah, obviously, very, very pleased, delighted for Lou uh, with the decision of the Cricket Disciplinary Committee in, in England. Um, he clearly, you know, Lou did a, made a terrible mistake many years ago, um, and which he will regret for the rest of his life. Um, and he needed to suffer a significant penalty for that. But I think a lot of people in cricket for a long time have felt the 11 life, sentence, life bans handed out uh, by the ECB at the time was a bit ridiculous um, and probably didn't do a lot to help in the fight against anti-corruption and encouraging other players to come forward with information. Um, and I think enough times passed where a number of people and stakeholders around the world have, have thought, look, we, we need to um, talk to the ECB and, and, and lose uh, lawyer Chris Morris led that uh, to, to see if we could get a reduction in, in that penalty and sanction. And, and that's happened now. Um, he's now, after 10, 10 years, I think it's close to 10 years now, is able to get back involved in cricket uh, up to domestic cricket level, so particularly community cricket. And I think it's a it's a really good thing for Lou. I think it'll be good for his, his soul and to get back involved in cricket um, and, and in, the, in the family of cricket. Uh, but it's also good, sends good messages, I think, to the broader cricket community and players around, you know, if you come across bad things or someone's trying to corrupt you or to get you to do the wrong thing, then bring that information forward and if you put your hand up and do the right thing and tell your story, uh, that the game won't won't throw you out. So, you know, look, I'm pleased. I think it's a good thing for Lou and for the game. How much will Lou Vincent's genuine contrition and regret have affected the revision of this ban? I played a big part. Um, you know, right from the start when he, he confessed and, and then put his hand up and told his story, the, the ICC... Anti-corruption unit were, were really impressed with Lou. Um, they didn't actually, well, unfortunately, they didn't deal with this matter. It was um, dealt with by the English authorities at the time. Um, and and I've been told that you know, he gave them more information about how anti how corruption works and match fixing, etc., than any other single person had. Um, through that process, he went through with them, and then then since that time, he's been heavily involved in. In anti-corruption work, uh, educating current players here in New- here in New Zealand and around the world, but also administrators, and actually government agencies. He's done some work with the New Zealand Police a few years ago uh, to try and uh, help people understand uh, how not to get involved and what to look out for, and, and, and how it all works. Quite frankly, so you know, he as I said at the start, he did a he did a very bad thing, and, and it was wrong, and he needed to suffer a significant. Penalty, and, and but that that happened. Um, but he certainly done all he could in the time since uh, to make up for his mistakes. That's for sure. 
How real are the perils and the pitfalls of the shadier side of the game of cricket, Heath, to players in the modern game? Well, I wouldn't just um, uh, describe it as just in cricket. I, I think um, you know, a number of sports have significant issues around corruption. Um, cricket's just one. Uh, cricket has been quite high profile and had issues over a long period of time, particularly 20-odd years ago. And I think it's now got really good education programs and sanctioning systems in place. Um, but there's no doubt that uh, the sports betting market is one of the biggest economic markets in the world. Um, Fantasy sport is is continually to grow uh, around the world, and that's a form of gambling in effect. Um, and a lot of it's driven out of the other countries and, and parts of the world where gambling's illegal. So it's, it's underground and run by different groups, etc., uh, around the world. Uh, it's a real risk. Uh, I think in cricket now we've got our act together, and the education programs are such that you know currently there's no excuse for a current player to get caught up in that anymore. Um, but it's still there, and particularly in, in competitions where I think in all sports, really, where red flags are if um, an athlete is applying their trade in the sport and they're not being paid, or they're not being paid very well, and other people are making lots of money out of them, uh, you, you run risks of having aggrieved people after giving 10, 15 years of their life to a sport and, and making some poor decisions. I think a lot of sports around the world are in that category. Um, and I think, you know, just with the proliferation, really, of sports betting and fantasy sport, where, you, you know, where there's positives to that, but, but there are also negatives. And I think more than ever, sport as a whole uh, needs to ensure it's got good systems in place, but above all else, it's educating its people um, as to the pitfalls and, and the bad people who can attempt to corrupt them. But as I said, you know, if, if, you, if you're paying your athletes well uh, and they feel well supported, they're less likely to get involved in the stuff in the first place. So, no, look, it is an issue. It's a growing area of body of work, which I think people have got to give a bit more attention to. Mm. As I understand it, you might be able to clarify this, um, Lou's ban was from cricket activity full stop. So what, he couldn't even go down to his local park and watch a game of club cricket. Is that right? Yeah, it, was a bit, it wasn't really that clear. It really was a ban from organised cricket. Um, so that's participating in organised cricket, club cricket essentially, um, you know, uh, representative stuff and obviously international stuff. So it was, it was pretty pretty comprehensive um, and the best thing was just to stay away from the game. So this, this uh, change in his, his penalty or reduction in his penalty means that he can now get involved in cricket at, at community level and, and right up to domestic level. Um, still not international cricket, which is, is fine. Um, but, you know, for him, it's a it's a big step forward, I think, in terms of just being embraced by the cricket whānau and the cricket family um, and knowing that he can take his kids along to cricket games and watch them. And you know, he has no aspirations to get heavily involved in cricket again at the moment. Um, he's just going to take it slowly and I think it will be good for him personally, I know that for sure, to get back involved with his old friends and colleagues and to get back involved in the community level of the sport. And, and as I said at the start, I also think it's good for the game. You know, At the end of the day, people make mistakes in life. Um, we've all been there, done that to different levels. Uh, his was a pretty significant one, but we make mistakes. Um, and I think you know, it's not inherently important. All of us embrace people and, we, and we, we try and help them get through that and make amends and do the right thing. And, and he's certainly done that. And, you know, the last thing we should be doing is throwing people on the scrap heap. So, you know, look, I'm, I'm pleased with the outcome. 
And as far as the reaction um, from the cricketing community that you've managed to garner, um, it, it's only been a, a, a recent announcement, obviously, but I'm, I know this would have been bubbling away for a little while with um, with those you, uh, you are close to. Heath, has the reaction to this, and do you expect the reaction in the wider cricketing community to be, community to be generally positive? Look, it's been nothing but positive so far, but... <laughs> You know, I'm, all, I'm always prepared for the, the negative voice to come out at some point in time. But um, look, it's been it's been it's been amazing, quite frankly. It's been a 12-month process. I think, as I said, led by um, Lou's lawyer Chris Morris, who's done a great job. But had great support from New Zealand cricket. We couldn't speak more highly of of them acknowledging you know all the work Lou's done and wanting to make sure he's looked after um, uh, from a well-being perspective as much as anything else. And Martin Snebin did a great job and and talking to the to the English Cricket Board. Um, a great support, as I said, from the ICC and, and the, the key personnel there and and uh, the various player associations around the world that um, Lou's been involved with in education programs. So, look, I, I am yet to hear a negative word. Um, and clubs that Lou played for in Auckland, Auckland Cricket, you know, there's been a number of stakeholders actually who have just said, look, this is the right thing to do. This guy did a, as I said, he, he did wrong. Um, he's suffered enough now and, and the way he's behaved since and the information he's brought forward and the work he's done to to protect other people, you know, shows he, he cares about the game and we've got to actually now start to look after him a bit. So it's been positive point. Yeah, no, and look, uh, um, I've scanned a bit, of, quite a bit of social media this morning, and, and obviously we get messages into the radio station, as you know, about these things. And I, I'm, I'm the same. I can't find, I can't find a shred of, of negativity towards this one. So, um, yeah, everything you've said, the you know, the fact that he's owned up, he showed contrition, he's uh, he's helped obviously in the uh, in the fight against um, anti-corruption, and um, and as you say, I think we can all probably accept that mistakes are made he's made some and uh but you know for him to be involved in the game of cricket again is uh is the right outcome here if you're chasing 200 in dakar and you're a black cap heath do you reckon we get 200 in dakar for chasing chasing that in the second test oh i just know we've got to believe don't we <laughs> anything's possible <laughs> keep believing yeah, we do. Good on you, mate. Great to chat. Thanks for taking the time. Heath Mills, uh, he's the uh, Chief Executive of the New Zealand Cricket Players Association. Some uh, very, very salient thoughts there on Lou Vincent and his return to uh, to cricket, as it were, if you missed that news earlier on. He's free to be part of cricketing circles again, up to and including the domestic level, if that's what he chooses. His life ban for breaching anti-corruption rules lifted by the England and Wales Cricket Board. And by the sounds of things, in the statement released by uh, by Lou Vincent earlier, the one that he referenced in the message that he uh, that he sent us when we we asked him if he wanted to come on the air, he said no, and that's cool. We we you know he has absolutely no obligation to come on the uh, on the air with us. But his statement says, "I made a terrible mistake many years ago, which I'll deeply regret for the rest of my life. I remain very sorry for the harm I caused." Being able to return to the cricket environment means the world to me and I feel very fortunate to again have that opportunity. I'm looking forward to supporting and helping the game at a community level in the years ahead and attending cricket matches with my family. Good stuff. For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from midday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.